1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we reflect on the first round of Premiership fixtures after the break. Celtic stay nine points clear after winning at Aberdeen, but how will Jim Goodwin's side approach the game when Rangers visit tomorrow? There were big wins for the likes of Hearts and St Johnston as the weather caused havoc elsewhere. And we don't often move away from Scottish football, but surely a place in the headlines for a certain Lionel Messi and Argentina as they win the World Cup. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna Well all the way from Doha to Buenos Aires All they want to talk about is a little messy We can't even manage a full Premiership card after the World Cup break And it's all got a big bit messy Gordon Michael Beale is getting it in the neck for a perceived lack of respect Jim Goodwin is getting it in the neck for a perceived lack of attacking intent And poor old Andy Halliday's getting it in the neck For limping further than Lionel Dribbles Listen Lionel son, you might be the greatest of all time but your career won't be complete until you've done a weekend in the mad world of Scottish football. I tell you what, though, that it was a small matter of a World Cup final, but give me domestic football being back every day of the week, Gordon. It was great to have Scottish football back. Uh, Scottish football back, but I need to hear this clip because I'm hearing you as a slot on me on Saturday, and I need to hear it. I'm not too happy about it. We just we just suggested that you do sometimes pick up knocks and limp around a lot, and then always recover from them. That in was the same it. area. That, that that was fine. That was that's all it was. Um, producer Callum will dig it out for you. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025 That is the number you need So come on down Don't waste this chat I have been desperate for this For the last five weeks We've not had any top flight football To look back on On a Monday night Now we do So let's not let it pass us by 01419511025 I mean where to start Petodre uh, Late drama Returning Celtic captain Callum McGregor Celtic fans What did you make of it? How important could that win be? How important was the captain On his Return. There's been a lot said at the weekend about how Aberdeen went about it. Were they too negative, Aberdeen fans? I think that would be one for you to answer. First of all, were you too negative, or do you understand it? And then, will that same game plan be used tomorrow when Rangers visit, or will it be something different? What do you think? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Give us a call right now, please. And like I said, we don't do it too often. But if you want to phone and talk about Argentina or Lionel Messi, I'm sure we can find room for that as well. And as if that's not enough, we're going to try and give away that brand new Mercedes Benz A Class that I've been telling you about for the last few weeks. So there is plenty on the go. Strap yourselves in and get involved. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Roger Hanna. Without further ado, your result of the weekend. Result of the weekend, I'm going to go for St Johnson. Away to Ross County, a goal behind, and they suddenly turned the game and it's had two goals, two good goals as well by Ali Crawford, off the substitutes bench, and they're beginning to climb up that league. Remember they were that relegation playoff last May? That's them up to fifth again. It's like the St Johnson of a couple of years ago, Gordon. Yeah, couldn't grudge you that one, Andy. Result of the weekend. It's got to be hearts, isn't it? Got to be. Well, at home against the team 11th in the table. Doesn't matter, Gordon. You've got to win the games that's in front of you. And you, you see Aberdeen being the early kick-off against Celtic, dropping right, points, okay. so it's closer to I them, just lo- long for the, the week that you don't pick hearts. Let's see if you can mix it up in the rest of your awards. Roger, goal of the weekend? Goal of the weekend. I said on Saturday in the show it's probably going to be a goal of the season contender, so I can't not give it goal of the weekend. Weekend. Logan Chalmers for United against Partick Thistle at Fur Hill. A couple of wee tricks, step overs out the right hand side onto his left foot, 
and he whipped it right into the top corner on the far side. It's no surprise to me that Jack Grealish is modelling himself in the lad. See, even when the top flight is back, we're still giving the championship the credit that it's due. Andy Halliday, your goal scoring run has come to an end, it seems, over the World Cup, whether that's related to the hair or not. We will find out in due course. Did you have a goal in mind? Well, Logan Chalmers was unfortunately the second best goal of the weekend because you know I like to go for a good old-fashioned team move. Always a team move And I'm going to go for Alfredo Morelos, the winner for Rangers at the weekend. Lovely pass by James Tavenier, releases Malik Tillman and he shows what he can do in tight areas by getting out of tight space and cutting it back to Alfredo for a tapping. Yeah, you do always go team goals. I don't mind that. What about your howler of the weekend? Roger Hanna, who's getting it in the neck. VAR was back, of course. It seemed a bit quiet on that front. It was quiet. I mean, the only decision was just to confirm the linesman at Tynecastle cancelling out Alec Cochran's goal for, for being offside. But I'm going to stay at Tynecastle, actually, and, and poor old Joe Wright, um, not content with a misplaced headed back pass that allowed Josh Janelli to give Hearts the lead. He then conceded the penalty towards the end that gave Lawrence Shanklin a second goal, confirmed Hearts as 3-1 winners and kept Kelly, as you say, Gordon in 11th place in the Premiership. Who's howling, Andy? Difficult, but I'm going to go with Jack Baldwin. Mm. Uh, and to be fair, I do think there's a, a old combination between Jack Baldwin and Ross Laidlaw, but listen, it was all set to be a massive three points for Ross County. Uh, the red card comes at a pivotal moment and then Ali Crawford punishes them. And then who's your top performer? Who's the main man over the weekend? Well... I think there only is one. If you're if if you're looking at the Scottish football landscape, Callum McGregor, Celtic captain, out for a lengthy period of time, straight back into the team, and with three minutes left at Petodre, doing what Mark Wilson was imploring him to do in the show, shooting from outside the box, finally beating Kellarus and keeping Celtic nine points clear. Yeah, and a fine strike it was too. Andy Halliday, man of the weekend, top performer. There's only one man And it's the greatest football player I have ever seen And I think the wee man Gordon Dale Lionel Messi Has ended a few Ronaldo Messi debates Over the weekend there And listen I was absolutely delighted To see him win the World Cup It was wonderful Wasn't it Absolutely wonderful Don't mind taking a couple of calls On that at some point Obviously Our bread and butter Was back The Scottish Premiership But it is the footballing story On everyone's lips today Isn't it So if you've got any thoughts That you want to Share with Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday, please do. 01419511025. Let's kick things off on the phones with John, who's a Celtic fan from Johnston. How's it going, John? Hi, guys. Thanks very much for taking my call. A pleasure. Hi, Roger, Andy. How you doing, John? How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Uh, first of all, first and foremost, I'd like to commend everyone that's been involved in the Cash for Kids thing. Uh, it's phenomenal what you do. Uh, Myself, it speaks to me. I was for a, a single parent, my wife, three young kids, and every penny makes a difference. I entered the competitions and stuff. Anyone that made a, a donation or put up a, a prize for an auction, uh, it's unbelievable what he's doing. There's hundreds of thousands of people that listen to this show. It could be millions, and, and I hope people take that on board and, and push it more and more. John, do you know what? I really appreciate you saying that. We d- it was a lot of a lot of good stuff, hopefully done for for cash for kids over the weekend with the sports auction, and not done yet. We're going to give that Mercedes away before the end of the show as well. I appreciate you starting with that, John. That was nice of you. Uh, what about the football then? Let's fall out. Let's be nasty to each other. Well, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff uh, on social media and reports about Aberdeen's uh, tactics. I think, and I'd like to know what the guys think. I think. Jim Goodwin and Aberdeen played an absolute blinder 
they were 86 and a half minutes a week of getting the point that they want because they're pushing for, they're wanting European football. Other teams will be wanting top six, other teams will want to avoid a relegation battle. And a, a point off a Celtic team, he obviously knew that Celtic were be going to all guns so blazing, blazing, blazing. They camped in their 18-yard box, and I, I kind of liken it to the Dundee United game against Rangers. They were in their 6-yard box, and they get the point that they wanted. And I'd like to know if the guys think that the way that Jim Goodman set his team out was the right thing to do, anti-football or not. But they knew that they're going up against quality players. You give the quality players space, they're going to end up beating you. It ended up, Callum, Captain Fantastic McGregor, Great strike. I was four feet off the ground when I went in. I watched the game. And do you know what? I, I actually think I commend Jim Goodwin and his team for, for playing the way they did. Fair enough. John has perfectly set up what I think will be one of the main debates for tonight. What do you make of Aberdeen's approach? Was it the right way to go about it? Was it not? And what will they then do against Rangers tomorrow? 01419511025. John set it up better than me. Uh, what do you think, uh, uh, Roger? I was surprised more than anything else, particularly when I saw the Aberdeen team sheet before kickoff. You know, he went with two strikers, Mayovsky and Duke. Um, he's gone, you know, he's five across the middle, including Matty Kennedy, who to me is a winger. You know, he could easily have played Jaden Richardson, a, a right back in that right wing back role. And I thought, he's actually going to have a go at Celtic here. So when the game kicks off and you see how it goes, it surprised me more than anything else. The gap between that front two and the other nine was enormous. Wasn't nearly enough pressure putting the ball. Um, yes, Celtic do force teams back. There's no doubt about that. But it was a surprise that Aberdeen, having been so good at Petodre this season, sitting third in the league in a decent bit of form, it was a surprise more than anything else that you know Jim Goodwin chose those tactics. Andy, I'm going to put you in a slightly similar boat because I said this at the weekend, right? Every, I'll leave the Aberdeen and Hearts fans to sort of argue about who's the bigger club or whatever. What I think we could all agree is you're in that similar bracket of very big city clubs who sit just below Celtic and Rangers in, in that food chain, if you like. When you're at home, what is the expectation then and, and what did you make of how Aberdeen went about it? Well, I think the fact that Aberdeen were at home was... Leaves me in a similar boat to Roger that I was surprised with the approach. Uh, and you can liken it to Aberdeen going away. And I think Jim Goodwin talked about this in his interview where they got a lot of plaudits for how they approached the game at Ibrooks but lost the game 4 1. So don't get me wrong, I think the narrative and football can change depending on the result. And Aberdeen were three and a half minutes away from getting a result, which is what they've gone into the game, what they wanted. But for me, Aberdeen have got to be having more than 19% possession at home. And unless we know how good Celtic are, they're obviously. Currently, the best team in the country, and uh, you know they can blow teams away that they have done this season. But for Aberdeen, where they want to be, third position in the league just now, try to edge closer to the top as much as they possibly can. You just felt as if a goal was coming, no matter what time of the game it was. The full for- second forty-five minutes, especially, it was just constant pressure, and the pressure ends up telling McCall McGregor putting them in the back of the net. What do you think, John? And I appreciate this is maybe one for the Aberdeen fans as well. But the guys are talking about Aberdeen being a big team and being at home. Can they? Could they have given a bit more of a, a go? Well, I was uh, I've, I've phoned in before, and my, my, my good pal Graham's a, a Rangers fan, and he phoned me ten minutes to go, and he said Celtic will score. And I was thinking, I'm not entirely sure because they're doing a resolute job at the back here, right? We're not breaking them down, but after the game, he said 
that's how Aberdeen will approach the Celtic game, and then all of a sudden, when they plays that, when they play us Rangers, they'll be giving it all. They'll be giving it a go. Now, I just think personally, like I said, that a point for Aberdeen would have been a great start and a comeback uh, from the, the five weeks off. And I think they played a blinder. It, it was three and a half minutes away, and a point could mean the difference between finishing third, finishing fourth. Of course, it could be. Anything off Celtic and Rangers for the the rest of the league, I, I don't like using other teams is is a, a good point. But yes, straight away after Celtic scored, Aberdeen went up the park and they had a chance herself. I suppose Roger, a couple of things can be true at the same time because if you just if you want to look at it in black and white with, on the scoreboard with a clock, yes, they nearly. They nearly got a point and, and John's saying that would have been a good point I suppose if you watch the full game though You'd say particularly second half It's not like Celtic were struggling to get in behind them Even though Aberdeen sat deep They, they did get in If Kyogo doesn't miss a chance That he probably scores 9 times out of 10 Then you don't get within 7 minutes of, of your point anyway So how would you sit on the argument of it Nearly worked As John and others have said Yeah Coulda woulda shoulda um, It didn't work Celtic won the game And This is now one That other managers Will look at What is the best Tactic When Celtic come to town Dundee United Tried to take them on At the start of the season And lost 9-0 And it cost the manager His job um, Other teams have tried to Take a bit more Of a defensive Stance And still lost Aberdeen probably took that to the extreme at the weekend And still lost So it was interesting to hear Jim Goodwin today um, He sounds as if he's doubling down on it a little bit There is no regret at the tactic um, I would think tomorrow they will come out They'll try and attack Rangers Not from, you know n- not They're not going to go from 0 to 100 If you know what I mean In terms of they are attacking intent mm. But they'll show more attacking intent They'll probably press the ball more And part of that will Doubtless be down To the criticism Both Jiminy's mm. players have, have received Since the weekend well, What do you think Rangers fans Let's do a couple of things at once We're kind of reflecting on the weekend But then projecting that to tomorrow Do you expect the same Aberdeen style As Celtic got at the weekend Or are you expecting something different tomorrow Rangers fans 01419511025 Let us know Um Thomas is also on the line Thank you to John A great first call to kick us off tonight Thomas, what's on your mind after Saturday? How you doing? Hi Gordon and Andy Hello. Yeah, I've got a couple of points guys My first point is um, This point's been out for a long while You know, through injury And um, see me to miss him When he was out But see, see yesterday He just played absolutely phenomenal Every boy, he was first ever boy, he was shouting, he was the team on, you know, and I think. Thomas, do you know what? Your line keeps dropping out, but the great thing is everybody knows exactly the point you're making because we keep getting the, the key uh, words. We didn't catch the name, but it was obviously Callum McGregor. Andy, did he look like a guy that had been out for however many weeks? No, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, I took a bit of stick. Roger was giving me a bit of stick for, for saying last week that. He, for me, I believe he's Celtic's best player, which is why I didn't think there was any doubt he was going to come back into the start no, of the I was giving you stick for that tackle on him years ago. Ah, well, we've done it. We've done it. 18 minutes before it got brought up, yep. so we've done really well tonight. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I mean, what did it finish with? 130, 140 passes, something like that. His contribution to the game, more importantly, was obviously the winner. Uh, you're looking at your captain to take the game with the scruff of the neck and, and try and produce big moments. Um, and this isn't, by any stretch of imagination, me taking away from Callum McGregor, but I really do feel like my dad could have made 140 passes in that game. I mean, because there was just no no pressure whatsoever on Callum McGregor. And if you mm. give somebody his quality that time and space, he'll dictate the game, which is what he done. And, you know, you, you spoke about it earlier that Mark Wilson was almost sort of encouraging Edge and Celtic to take shots for the for the edge of the box. And, and, and we've seen Callum McGregor, if he gets time and space, 20 to 25 yards out of goal to take a, a shot at goals, he's got a clean strike. So he managed to find a back in it. I mean, he's been out two and a half months, Roger. This yeah. isn't, it's not just a five week break, of course. He was and out my dad's been out for 20 years. I still think he got her passes. I think when Andy's argument falls down is the notion of Mr. Halliday playing in Celtic's colours. <laughs> I, th- I think that's, um, we'll, fail, we'll fail that jo- under unlikely. Jo- joking aside, we discussed, I think one of the callers last Monday, Gordon, asked, does Callum McGregor come straight back into the team? Because Aaron Moy had played well and others had played mm-hmm. well in his absence. And we said, Yes, of course, Callum McGregor comes straight back into the team. And it was easy for us to say that because that's what Ange Postacoglu says. You know, both before Callum was injured, during his injury absence, and again on Saturday afternoon after the win at Petodre. He doesn't try and hide or disguise Callum McGregor's influence on the team and on the football club. And when you talk about somebody being the first name on the team sheet, Callum McGregor will be in the first name in the team sheet for Ange Postacoglu every single week. I think as well, something that wasn't really touched up on um, when I was watching the sort of aftermath of the game is when you've got that role that Callum McGregor's in, and Aberdeen, for as, as, as pragmatic and defensive setup there was, quite often they did still leave their two strikers up, and they were obviously quite willing to try and play it long, hit, uh, hit Celtic in the counter attack, and that's where they wanted to get their joy. But with Celtic being two for two at the back, Callum McGregor picked up some great positions to then regain possession mm. and sustain that pressure we talked about it was the full second half did that feel like a big win Thomas you know when it's, it is seven minutes to go you know it could be drop points as it stood going into the game the gap had been cut to six I think everyone obviously still sees Celtic as, as big favourites but it was six points into the game um, did, did it feel like a big win in the end up it did, Gordon. I mean, obviously, that uh, goes on to my second point with the tactics at Aberdeen. The caller before me said that uh, they praised Jim Goodwin. I actually thought it was actually embarrassing, to be honest. It was total. Well, you know, it was 10 men behind the ball. It was just, they were just none at all. And again, backfired on. But I feel it's just, I feel we needed, we needed that one. I think I draw. I think it would have been two points dropped, if I'm honest. Thank you very much to Thomas. What do you think then? Let's take it forward. Aberdeen fans, I want your thoughts on it in particular, because you're the paying customer. And also Rangers fans, do you expect the same defensive performance from Aberdeen tomorrow? Or will they come out and have a go at Rangers tomorrow? And if it is different, why will it be different? 01419511025. Give us a call right now. But before we do anything else football related, no offence to any previous or future co- future callers, this I'm hoping is going to be the absolute highlight of the evening. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce, structural steelwork specialists, proud to support the local community.
I'm nervous, I must admit. Over the last two weeks, we've been asking you to text in a £5 donation to Cash for Kids, and in return, everyone who donated went into the draw to win a brand new Mercedes A-Class. It was a 180 EMG line premium hatchback, it was top drawer, I went down to see it with Mark Wilson, and we're about to give it away to one of you. Now, thank you to each and every one of you for texting in and donating to Cash for Kids. Every penny that we raised is going straight to help disadvantaged children in Glasgow and the West who really, really need our help. So, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. But it's time to give away the star prize, the brand new Mercedes. Thanks to Arnold Clark. So get that phone on loud. Please answer it if it rings. Let's make that call. Hello. Hello, who's that? It's uh, Martin. Martin, how are you? It's Gordon Duncan. I've got Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna here. How are you, Martin? Are you well? I'm good. Good, aye. Good, good, good. Where are you? Where are you from? Hey, I'm just driving home now, so I'm just driving through uh, Govan Hill. Lovely place. Where is where is home? Are you close by? Hey, I stay in Scotland. So. Right, not bad, okay. South side, producer Callum's nodding his head. He knows it well. I don't suppose, Martin, you text in for any Clyde One Super Scoreboard competitions recently? Uh, I, I think I had. Um, it was one for, a, I think it was a car. You think it was a car? Do you remember <laughs> what kind of car? Uh, um, a Mercedes. It was a Mercedes. Are you in your car just now, Martin? I'm actually in my van. You're in your van. Could you be doing with a new car, Martin? Uh, I definitely could, I. Well, the brand new Mercedes-Benz A-Class Martin is yours. How does that sound? It's unbelievable, mate, honestly. Well, believe it, believe it, Andy Halliday. How good is that? Superb, Martin. Different class, mate. Very happy for you, but... God, you've not mentioned one thing. It comes with a clause. You are now Hugh Keevan's personal chauffeur. That's Every it. Friday, you've got to pick him up 5pm on the dot. I forgot to include that in the T's and C's, Martin. Like Listen, Martin, I'm sure your van's lovely, right? But just imagine this with all the heated seats. This thing parks itself. I've seen it. It's got all the ambient light and colours. It oh, is a man. stunning car. And it is yours. How does that feel? Uh, honestly, there's a, there's a few things I want to say, but I don't think I, I want to say it. <laughs> well, I mean, you could say them, and I, I would get producer Callum to beat them out, but it, it might not be the worst. Seriously, at this time of year, Martin, to win that, sum up oh, how man, that feels. I honestly, can't believe it. Cause I, I remember I, I almost didn't text in, and I thought, I've got no luck, so I was, I'll just do it anyway. There right. you go. Martin, all your luck's come at once. And now I'm really nosy, Martin, now that I've got you. What's the story? Have you got partner, family? What, what's the deal? I, I, I stay with my girlfriend uh, in Charlotte, but um, I've actually, my, my car, actually, I've got a car, and uh, just on PCP, but it runs out. <laughs> and uh, No way. That is absolutely up, to be honest. No <laughs> way. <laughs> Martin, this is your lucky day. What's your partner's name? It's uh, Erin. Erin, I hope she's listening. You two are going to be driving around in style. Martin, congratulations. I'm, all, I'm genuinely so delighted for you. I can hear what it means to you. Brilliant. Congratulations and safe driving from us. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Man. Congratulations, Martin. Thank you so much for your incredible generosity over the last few weeks. Between the text competition and the sports auction on Saturday, you managed to raise a record-breaking amount for Cash for Kids. 81,000. And £85 for kids right here in Glasgow and the West. It is an amazing amount of money. We cannot thank you enough. £81,000. An unbelievable effort. It just shows you how much good we can do. I'm sure we'll get back to arguing about the football very soon. So 01419511025. Get your calls in and we'll speak to you next. You- 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna here. 0141-951-1025. Let's hear from Jim Goodwin because we've been talking about the game at Pataudry on Saturday. What you made of it, what you made of Aberdeen's approach and then ultimately... Thinking about whether they will play the same way Against Rangers tomorrow So get your thoughts over to us Jim Goodwin hopes they can pose more of an attacking threat However he says they do need to strike the right balance And make sure they're defensively solid Like they were for most of Saturday We'll have to come up with a plan again To be defensively organised Something that has been labelled at the players at times Has been you know about defensively not being solid um, I thought on Saturday that the players were excellent You know, Kel Roos has made two Good saves in the first half, and I don't think he's had a save to make in the second half. You know, they had a couple of balls across the face of goal, but never came to anything. Um, unfortunately, couldn't do anything about the great strike from Callum McGregor. But um, I think the most important thing for us is to try and get the balance right between being defensively organised and not leaving ourselves wide open. But of course, we have to offer uh, more of an attacking threat tomorrow night. And that's something that we've looked at and studied, and, and hopefully we'll be able to do that tomorrow. 0141-951-1025 Billy's a Rangers fan Do you expect a similarly defensive Aberdeen tomorrow, Billy? Or will they have more of a go against Rangers? Hi Gordon, thanks for putting me through No problem um, Hi to the panel um, I just, I, I really think Aberdeen are going to have a go at Rangers tomorrow um, Defensive-wise, we're really struggling at the present moment Because of injuries and all the rest of it. We noticed that last week against in the first half against Hibs and uh, I think Aberdeen is going to pick us off and I really honestly um, we're front line isn't it firing at all so I know we scored three but I really think the defensive display that um, Aberdeen put on the Saturday I was listening to your commentary and all the rest of it and they were pretty good and uh, I, I really think I honestly hope the Celtic uh, sorry Rangers get away with a draw I think that's the best we can hope for them other night Wow Because I think Aberdeen are just going to step up Duke is an amazing player I've seen them playing And I've seen the forwards playing Aberdeen And I just think That they're going to punish Rangers Defence uh, Listen I think Michael Beale will probably be hoping That his players feel a bit more positive Andy But that's the beauty of being a fan You can be glass half empty if you so wish yeah, and I think Rangers, listen, their, their approach will certainly be able to win the game as well. And and listen, I feel the same about Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen will have more of a go. Uh, you know, we touched on earlier how you're expecting a bit more from them at home. Uh, Jim Goodwin talked about the fact that their defensive record's not been great, so try to shore up that side. But in the same breath, they had Miofsky, who was a joint top scorer going into the game at the weekend, so he's always going to be a threat for you. But listen, Rangers and Celtic, Aberdeen could come uh, and, and be more expansive and, and do have a go, but... It's quite often that Rangers and Celtic might actually have you still camp back anyway and then it sort of does look like the same picture. But I think from the Celtic game, I think there has to be contact in certain areas of the pitch. Even if you're uh, you're deep and you're trying to restrict you know, space in behind, I think when Rangers, Celtic or any of these teams, you know, they, they, they get that space 25-30 yards uh, out for your goal, you give them the, the, that type of space, you can punish you. So I definitely, th- I definitely think sorry, there'll be more contact there. Right, Roger, if Aberdeen have more of a goal, Tomorrow What what will be the driving factor behind that Because it seems there are some obvious reasons Why Firstly Because they got criticised at the weekend Does, would, would that make you Approach it differently Secondly 
Maybe they just think they can attack Rangers more than they can attack Celtic. I don't know. And then thirdly, there's that other one that you, you'll sort of hear about. They always try harder against Rangers, or this is the Aberdeen yeah. Rangers rivalry, and they, do, they don't do that with Celtic. Do any of those three appeal to you? That's the old Richard Goff claim from 25 or 30 years ago that Aberdeen raise their game any time they're facing Rangers. Um, I think they will have more of a go simply because of the reaction, and I don't mean the media reaction their performance at the weekend. I mean, the reaction of the Aberdeen fans, I know Aberdeen supporters, and they were stunned by the performance at the weekend, the defensive nature, how little possession they had, how little attacking intent they had. Um, that will have got back to the players, and the players themselves will know that they have to show more attacking intent against Rangers. But, Gordon, it's not always as easy as that. You know, if you remember earlier in the season, they took the lead at Ibrox. Conor Barron had them 1-0 up at Ibrox. And then they capitulated and lost four. And they weren't really being dreadfully defensive that day. They just couldn't cope with the Rangers. And sometimes that can happen too. I mean, Billy's a Rangers fan. And then he feels that Aberdeen will have more of a go. Not for any sinister raising their game level, but because he just thinks Aberdeen... We'll, we'll see more in Rangers that they can attack Whether it is defensive injuries Whether it is the fact that Rangers haven't been firing The way Celtic have this season What do you think? Well, why did Aberdeen have a go when they went to Ibrox two months ago? Because Jim Good- Goodwin and his players probably felt That that was their best way to get a result in the game So I think, uh, like I said I, I do feel as if they're going to take a more Attacking approach going into the game tomorrow But to be honest, I think that will suit Rangers as well I think if you gave Michael Beale and the players you no, know, are Aberdeen going to sit in 11 men behind the ball be difficult to beat trying to hit in the counter-attack or are they going to come try and have a go be high press leave a bit more spaces in behind I think Rangers would take the former especially when now set up we're having two strikers on the pitch and, and Ryan Kent playing closer to them what Warning to Aberdeen Gordon and I don't want to give Andy Halliday any painful flashbacks here but earlier in the season Robbie Nielsen tried to have a go at Rangers and lost 4-0 at home at Tynecastle simply because Rangers turned up that day and played as well as Rangers can play. If Rangers turn up tomorrow at Pataudry, it wouldn't really matter what Aberdeen's tactics are, because Rangers are a better team. And see, on the, the flip side to that as well, we took a lot of criticism in the game that was 5-0 at Ibrox, if, if you remember, and, and the main criticism we got was how defensive the approach was. You sat in a block, you never tried to... Add, that wasn't our game plan whatsoever, but it's like I says, if Rangers or Celtic turn up on their day and are as good as they can be, naturally they will try and force you back into a block. Hmm, let's hear a bit from Michael Beale then Whilst we're on the subject He has obviously been speaking uh, Looking ahead to that game Tomorrow he, he obviously hopes they are more open Aberdeen than they were against Celtic Because it could play into Rangers hands However he says he'll be ready for whatever They decide to do I hope so because that might leave us with some more spaces But obviously that's Jim's prerogative One thing I would say is the one thing I loved about this league the last time I was here and when I came back to the league is the manager in Scotland, none of us get the ready-made players, so whether that's Ange, whether that's myself, we obviously are more haves than have-nots, but the other clubs rarely buy players and none of us buy the ready-made products. So the managers in Scotland, I think that's why there's so many good Scottish managers. You have to work with the players that you've got week in, week out, and you have to develop them. I think this season Aberdeen under Jim have been moving in the right direction. They've got young player that I know from Liverpool, Leighton Clarkson, who's a good young player. And, and, and I think that they've, you know, the boy Duke who's coming from Bel- uh, Portugal has done well and all. So I've seen a difference in their style in the, in the short time I've seen them play. And, 
And whether he feels that it's the right tactics to go that way again or to open up a little bit, that, that's down to Jim. We'll just be ready to react off the back of that. Let's bring in George, who's a Rangers fan. George, will Aberdeen be as defensive against Rangers as they were against Celtic? Definitely not. And I think Aberdeen, for that performance, should be fined or dropped points. Deducted points? Why? I tell you what, I take that being a Hearts player. Aberdeen will not play like that again this year against any team but you'll see a different Aberdeen game on Tuesday and why do you think that is? because they always raise their game against Rangers and uh, is there not an, is there maybe see because of the way this is planned out I know a lot of people say that George they raise their game against Rangers but see because they've had so much stick I mean you're wanting them fined and deducted points so maybe they'll raise their game because of all that stuff Because of everyone's criticism They did not try one iota Well there's a difference though George Surely between Setting up wrong And being negative in your approach And not Trying They, they, they tried They did not try one leg um, Look maybe it's semantics Roger You could to be fair Maybe say they didn't try to win the game You, you could say that But to just sort of Leave it with a full stop And say they didn't try um, is, is maybe a Referring more to effort levels Which I think would be unfair Well the whole thing's had again A really fascinating layer To tomorrow night Because Aberdeen are going to be Damned if they do And damned if they don't yeah. If they try and sit in again The way Jim Goodwin's Almost suggesting they might Then they will face the wrath Of their own fans um, If they come out and try and perform They'll probably face the wrath Of others for not doing the same Against Celtic Um which is tough isn't it Because you can't sit on Monday night And have everyone saying You shouldn't have played like that yeah. And then when they don't play like that tomorrow People then criticise you for that uh, Aberdeen for me Could still go either way this season Yes they're sitting third in the league I've actually seen them at their best A couple of times in a way win at St Johnson And a way win at Motherwell They look decent Mayovsky and Duke together up front Are good The goalkeeper looks a good addition They've got a wee bit of everything In the middle of the park But you know, despite sitting for they've lost seven of their sixteen games. You know, that's not the sign of a, of a really solid, consistent team, Gordon. So this wee spell, and it's not just Celtic and Saturday Rangers on Tuesday. They've got some awkward games over the rest of the festivities. I think they go to St Mirren Saturday lunchtime. That, that's not the easiest place to go either. So yes, it's looking okay for Jim Goodwin up until the weekend there, but I, I'm still not a hundred percent. Sold in this Aberdeen team Is it not Aberdeen's prerogative To set up whatever way they want For whatever game George We can't start deducting points And fining teams Because they don't play the way you want Well but I mean They they should have played Had more of a challenge Against Celtic They did not try one iota well, it's that old balance We've been here before Andy We will find out What happens tomorrow Thank you George 01419511025 Good time to call actually Get your thoughts in And we could be taking them On air next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna's here So is Andy Halliday You can get in touch 01419511025 Let's crack on Paul and Crookston's been Hanging on for quite some time Paul what type of test Do you expect When Rangers go to Petodre tomorrow Aye Thanks a lot man Gordon I Don't oh, worry yeah. I, won't ha- I won't go on to you For full, keeping my vile there um, <laughs> No a couple of them Still were points as well um, I, I think it'll be A tough game No I've went And seen the Rangers recently there And 
Um, I think there's much more attacking, much more energy in the middle and whatnot. But, I mean, I'll be honest, I put my hands up. I, I thought it was four or five now against Tibbs. I was optimistic. Um, but, you know what? I wasn't too concerned with lost goals at the back. You know, a lot of people say it was a car crash at the back. But you've got to remember, we had to resort to putting John Lundstrom in centre-back. I mean, we're decimated <coughs> at the centre-back. And that's just down to, to just bad luck, I think, to be honest, you know. Um so I think I'm hoping that Ben Davies has got a bit more um, game time against Tibbs, albeit it's a small bit, but he's had more time in the training field now. So I'm hoping he'll be slotted in there. Um, I don't want to take too much away from the likes of Leon King. I know he wasn't playing there, but the guy's went through a hard time. He's, he's still got a lot of potential, but he's not had an experienced centre back beside him with the injury with Goldson. So my worry is a wee bit, I remain. You might find it difficult at the back, um, but I don't blame that on Bill, to be honest. Um, it's just bad luck. But I'm hoping, you know, attacking-wise, we've got Morelos maybe in a better place. He he was really good against Hibs. Um, but I'm also hoping, I, want, I don't know if you guys know any more about Kemar Roof um, and any update on him. Funnily enough, there were so many updates at that press conference today, Roger. He's not travelled anyway. But I, I don't, yeah, I don't think he was one that got elaborated on quite to the same extent as the others. Um it was Connor Goldson's back in the squad That was maybe the headline Stephen Davis doesn't travel either uh, Cholak misses this one But should be back for Friday uh, Borna Barisic of course is still away Well he's making his way back Or resting or whatever After Croatia's World Cup exploits And should be fine for the Motherwell game So that's on the 28th So there's still still some issues there Paul wants to see more Kimar Roof would you expect Connor Goldson to play all these defensive concerns that Paul and others are having? Yeah, yeah, I definitely would. Uh, I, I can never remember defensive injuries like this at a football club. You know, Philip Hollander has been out for eight months, no sign of him coming back. John Souter has played one game in his Rangers career, no sign of him immediately coming back. Connor Goldson's been out since that 7 1 Liverpool defeat at Ibrox. Ben Davis has been in and out of the side. Leon King. Had that concussion against St Mern, then another injury before the game last Thursday night. Uh, Radvan Yilmaz, the Andy Halliday lookalike, is out of the team as well. Um, and that's before you, you know, you, you factor in Borna Barisic. What I will say is, I thought it was a really promising performance out of position by young Adam Devine at left back against Hibs last week. I saw you put him in your Clyde One Super Scoreboard Team of the Week, no less, which you can see on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, but the, one of the most important things for Michael Beale will be to get Goldson back into the team and maybe a Ben Davis to his left hand side to give the team a little bit more defensive solidity because that has been something that this you know troubled Rangers 16 games in the league 16 goals conceded that, that's not great yep I, I fully expect uh, to be honest a, a new centre half pairing I think uh, Ben Davies and Conor Golson will come back in and I think the return of Conor Golson for me is a, a huge boost in, in many ways I think like Roger touched on you know defensive solidity I think Rangers also look a bit suspect to, to set pieces right now I think he improves that at no end and I think even going forward because I think one of the issues that Rangers had on Thursday was you know, sort of periods of pressure that they had where they had Hibs sort of camped in their box and you know one clearance you know, nine times out of ten Kevin Nisbet was that one that was getting the first contact and getting Hibs up the pitch whereas when you've got a corner goal saying it's six foot four you know that doesn't happen and they can sort of sustain their attacks again as well The theme Paul is will Aberdeen attack Rangers more than the dead Celtic what do you think? I well, I heard one of your callers say it was kind of stole my thunder a wee bit. But listen, I've been watching these games for 
for as long as anything. And and there's no doubt about it, bro. I know Roger said there, Roger Goff said about 30 years ago, but, but obviously there's a bit of history why that all took place, as you probably know. Um, and I think it still it still exists. And no matter how many times I watch it, they, they absolutely, absolutely up the game against Rangers, which is without a doubt. But see, from a Rangers perspective, I'll put a wee thing out there for any Aberdeen fans that may be in your show. I would say you actually only play four games a, se- a season, and if that's your ambitions, good luck to you, Matt, to, to supporting your club. Because honestly, uh, I'm not saying I would deduct points and everything else, but there's obviously a rivalry there in the sense that they up the game, and there's absolutely taking that away. Tim Goodman comes out and I know if I was a manager Aberdeen and I knew Rangers decimated the back, I would be attacking. No, I absolutely get that. But there's times there, um, I'm not saying you know, he deliberately went out there and didn't do as well with Celtic. I don't, no, I don't think that's the case. I think he's looked at Celtic, they're a different animal than now than what Rangers are. Um, but you no, know, in any other season, they absolutely um, play their skins out. And you know what, that's that's where the, the play against Rangers, we just have to counter yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'll find out tomorrow. Thank you, Paul. I'm going to try and squeeze one more in before the news. So let's go to Craig and Moody's burn. Same theme, Craig. What's happening tomorrow? Are more attacking Aberdeen? Hope so. Um, I was saying uh, good evening, guys. I've been on for a little while. Uh, hope you're all good. But um, yeah, I was saying to the producer, I don't want to sound uber staunch, but I, I don't really watch them. You know, Celtic um, didn't see the game. I, I was looking on line that I thought. I think it was Sky Sports that was saying Celtic 81% possession near the end of the game. And I was like, surely that's a, a wind-up. And um, Aberdeen, no shots on target, etc. But your, your last call there kind of stole my thunder a wee bit. Um, because I said to the producer there, the Aberdeen fans have got that into their head. It's a rivalry. It's a one-way rivalry. You know, I, I don't mean all Rangers fans, but the vast majority that I know, we don't have any uh, competitive rivalry with Aberdeen whatsoever. You know, it's, it's a one-way thing. And, you know, I'm 36. I can remember the Ian Durant thing and all sorts of different stuff. But as he said, Aberdeen raised our game four, four cup finals a season playing Rangers. And I think that's that's basically what it is. So uh, they will be more attacking. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few cheeky fouls. Um, wouldn't be surprised if there's a red card to be honest I'm not saying that's Aberdeen might be Rangers uh, particularly if Lee Morellas is playing but you never know um, just to hit the, a quick point on what Roger Roger said as well you know as I said I'm 36 last time I remember Rangers having an injury crisis like this was um, when we're going for nine in a row and Walter Smith had to sign Andy Dibble and Mark Keatley just to get numbers on the pitch it's absolutely incredible, and um, that's by no way, you know, a, a, an excuse for the way the season's went because it's, it's not been good enough, and that's why I've had a change of manager. But I've never seen an injury problem like this at Rangers, and we'll have, you know, once. But um, to answer your question, I think tomorrow uh, I heard a caller earlier on saying, we'd "Be surprised if it's a draw." If we turn up and play the way we did the second half against Hibs, we win two 0 in my opinion. See, just on that, then, Craig, so, um, you know. Is it better then for Rain? Going back to what Jim Goodwin said about when they came to Ibrooks, everyone seems to be queuing up, getting ready to criticise Rangers. Rangers fans seem to be getting ready to criticise Aberdeen tomorrow if they have a go because they didn't do that against Celtic. But when Aberdeen came to Ibrooks and had a go, you beat them 4 1 anyway. So is it not actually desirable that Aberdeen have a go because they might frustrate Rangers seven minutes more than they frustrated Celtic at the weekend? They might do, and again, as I said to the producer, I, I've got no problem the way, you know, as I said, I'm not wanting to sound like an Uber, only watch Rangers, but 
I didn't watch the game at the weekend, as I say, I thought the stats were, I thought my eyes were deceiving me when I looked at the stats near the end of the game. And you always know Celtic are going to score, and you're like, ah, they'll, they'll get a goal in the 93rd minute or whatever. I have no problem. Listen, if Aberdeen want to play that way, like Michael Beale said, that's Jim Goodwin's prerogative. My issue with it is, if they want to play like that, Walter Smith done that. You know, Walter Smith bored me to tears. I love the guy to bits. Um, but he bored me to tears in Europe. But we got to a European final on the back of playing very, very defensive. But it wasn't against one team. It was that was the way he set up. So Aberdeen is supposed to be the third force. Sorry, Andy. Um, but Aberdeen is supposed to be the third force in Scottish football. And I said to the producer, just the final point, you get people tuning in down south and abroad and different things saying, oh, Celtic top of the league, watch them on Sky. They're like, who's that team are playing? 82% possession at home to the third team in the league. It's weird. But as I say, if that's the way they want to play for the rest of the season, best of luck to them. But I highly, highly doubt they'll be that defensive tomorrow night because the fans won't accept it. Yeah, and I don't think they'll approach the game. And like I said, I do think that suits Rangers, especially with the return of potentially Conor Goulson and... Uh, ben Davies and listen there's, there's talk the Aberdeen Razor game uh, against Celtic or Rangers or whoever it may be any team outside the old firm if you don't raise your game against Rangers and Celtic you won't pick up any points and Aberdeen will have to raise their game against Rangers to get anything from it Greg talks about people down south tuning in to watch you imagine Sir Alex tuning in to watch Aberdeen <laughs> like that 19% possession did they have a shot on target? none on target no two Two shots on goal, I think. Oh, dear, dear. The hairdryer would have been out. Ah, I feel this will rumble on till tomorrow. Thank you uh, to both. That was Paul and Craig finishing off this hour, and it's that time already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Your fellow pundits need you to, by the way. Struggling. All of a sudden. Remember, there was that long, winless 17. run for the listeners. The listeners are now two in a row. Thursday against Mark Wilson and Friday on a tiebreaker against Marvin Bartley. So the listeners are two in a row. A chance to make it a hat-trick. A chance to kick off a new week with a clean slate as well. If you want to play Beat the Pundit, you call now. You call before seven o'clock and we try and get you on next. 0141 951 1025. Come on down. Headlines 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here. It's 01419511025. We're looking back on the return of the Premiership card over the weekend. It was decimated by the weather, sadly, but we still had enough to go on. So we've had lots of debate, discussion, some very interesting suggestions uh, after Aberdeen's performance against Celtic at the Weekend, what did you make of it, and what type of game will we get at Pitodre tomorrow? If you've got any more thoughts, please keep them coming. And I said that this will not happen very often. If you want to phone in Clyde One Super Scoreboard right here in the heart of Glasgow in the West and talk about Lionel Messi or Argentina, this would be the night to do it because I think it is on everyone's lips today, isn't it? 01419511025, and we'll get to you straight after we play this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, Beat the Pundit time. It's been an interesting few weeks. I was, it was keeping me up at night. The listeners were losing every night. And then finally, mm. like that old saying about Glasgow buses, we got a victory on Thursday and Friday. So I'm feeling a bit better about things. How's Darren in Hamilton feeling? Do you fancy it tonight, Darren? Uh, fingers crossed mate Aye, I'll be a bash. Have you ever played before? Uh, I have not Just at home Good I like that You do okay playing at home? 
Uh, so-so, so-so that's, that's the perfect answer Because yeah. he knows he's not setting himself up for a fall But he's also not going to be one of these strange Quietly confident See the ones that came on and say Yeah, I play at home and I never get any right I'm always like Why? This is not going to go well um, My warning to you All three of you I think these are easy Very easy Because I think you're going to be bang at it tonight And get as many uh, as possible Get through them quickly So heads it will be Roger Hanna And tails it will be Andy Halliday and it's heads, it's Roger up against Darren. Roger does start on minus one, of course, so let's give him some clay two to listen to. Uh, and we'll turn his mic off as well so we don't hear him singing. Darren, 30 seconds, answer as many as you can. If you want to pass and move on, that's absolutely fine by me, okay? No worries, mate. Let's go then, 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Name either player who signed the contract extension with Rangers last week. Eh. Uh... Oh, pass. Who was the last French team Celtic faced in the Champions League groups? Mm, PSG. Who finished third at the World Cup? Croatia. Who was sent off for Ross County on Saturday? Pass. Name either team in the most recent Scottish Cup final not played at Hamden. Uh, Habs. How many Scottish League Two games were played over the weekend? Fourteen. Okay, let's bring back Roger Hanna. Roger, can you hear us? Oh yes, Clyde Banks finest on Clyde too. Wait, Hugh wait, Keevans. wait! Wishing oh, I was lucky. I thought they'd brought back Wonder that. Wonder if that's an omen. I thought they'd brought back that Christmas song that he released. Shaking Kevin. You know, I'm wondering, Andy, did you ever see that? Because I think it'll be maybe before your time on the show. No. You never seen Hugh Kevin's Shaking Kevin's Christmas song. Oh, you ain't the show, mate. And it's got like Michelle McManus in oh, it. Oh no, and, I did. Uh, I was here. Yeah, I was here. I remember that. Who were, who were the other musicians that we had in it? Jim Kerr. Jim Kerr was in it. Um, then all sorts of Tommy Cunningham from wait, wait, from, wait. from the world of sport Anyway I, I digress um, Ian McCall Producer Chris has just said I don't know if he counts As a, a famous musician um, Right You don't do, sing Fairy Tale in New York With the Pogues Oh yeah I see, what, I see what you've done It took me a second uh-huh. I must admit You ready Roger Go. Same set of questions Beat the pundit Helps if I press the right button <laughs> Ready? Let's do it. Name either player who signed the contract extension with Rangers last week. Leon King. Name the last French team Celtic faced in the Champions League groups. PSG. Who finished third at the World Cup? Croatia. Who was sent off for Ross County on Saturday? Jack Baldwin. Name either side who played in the most recent Scottish Cup final not at Hamden. St Johnson. How many Scottish League 2 games were on over the weekend? None. Name any player currently on loan at Aberdeen. A Duke. And name any of the three managers Partick Thistle have had between Ian McCall's current and previous spell. Yeah, Alan Archibald. Okay. Darren. That was close. <laughs> <laughs> Darren sounds like he knows he's a defeated man, and even if he doesn't, I love that that laugh that's cheered me right up. So either player that's uh, well, yeah. Unless I'll try and pretend otherwise, Darren. But you might find out pretty soon. Yanis uh, Hadji and Leon King sign new contracts. So Roger Hanna's minus one has been wiped out. It's nil nil if you like. Um, PSG were the last French team Celtic faced in the Champions League groups, so we both got it. Uh, you both got Croatia, so you're, you're level at this point, Darren. Right. <laughs> and then it goes a wee bit downhill Because uh, Jack Baldwin gets sent off for Ross County Roger moves one in front St Johnston Dundee United was the cup final at Hamden Roger goes two, uh, not at Hamden Roger goes two in front Darren, this may surprise you 
But under no circumstances Would there be 14 League 2 games At the weekend <laughs> <laughs> which, I was going to say 4 And then just say 14 Which is a bit of an issue There were none The weather uh, Cancelled them all uh, Apparently Duke is not on loan At is Aberdeen he signed, is he? He's signed uh, Liam Scales Leighton Clarkson Or Hayden Coulson oh, right, okay. So he is human Darren He didn't get them all right But he even rubbed Salt in the wounds With an Alan Archibald To finish uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, a seven, minus your one, which is six, and a two for Darren and Hamilton. Hard lines, Darren. Oh, Jesus. Unlucky, Darren. Well, it's the right time of year for him, but I don't think he's going to help you out, I must admit. So. He done well. Gordon, go on, give us the last two there. Oh, did you get all them? For now. Oh, for goodness sake, you scoosh. Mm, name the last Englishman to permanently manage Rangers before Michael Beale. Stephen Gerrard. Okay. Name the only Scottish team Morris Malpass has managed. Dundee United. Is it Motherwell? Is it Motherwell? Motherwell fans have tried to forget about it. No offence, <gasps> Morris, if he's listening. That was a rough season, wasn't it? Compared to? Well, rougher. <laughs> Excuse me. I think you'll wow, find. Roger. That's, that's all. Uh, anyway, thank you to Darren and Hamilton. 01419511025. And you can tweet us as well at Clyde SS. B um, Let's hear from John Who's on the line from Knightswood What's your point tonight John? John can you hear oh, us? Yeah. yeah I can hear you sorry. Good man no worries at all What's your point? No just a couple of the Punters were on earlier Talking about Aberdeen Aberdeen Celtic pushed Aberdeen back Because for a far superior team This is never Never gave them a chance And said If Aberdeen actually attacked Celtic they, they were a, we could have ended up four or five, six nil. See, Aberdeen played it tight because basically they saw they could do against this, you know. Because well, right. Are, are those two th- just sorry to be pedantic, John? But are those two things not slightly contradictory? Because they still had a choice then, though, didn't they? You're saying on one hand you said you know they were pinned back, they could not physically do anything, but on the other you're saying if they'd had a goal, they would have lost four or five. That's still a choice then, though, isn't it? No, really, because they they could have tried, but I don't think they'd have succeeded. And, and if they had tried, they would have been caught more. But as I say, I don't think it was a. I think they probably probably the, when they wanted to play that way, they probably wanted to attack Celtic more. But they just basically they couldn't because I mean they're just not they're just not on the same plane as Celtic. I think I, none of you would argue with that, but is it no. a bit balance? Yeah, and, and like I said, Celtic can do that to anyone, even if it is a team that wants to come out and be expansive and do have a go, they can pin you back. But I do feel like it was too easy for Celtic to get sort of 20, 25 yards outside uh, outside um, Aberdeen's box, and there was just no real pressure on the ball to try and win it back and make a tackle and start a, start a, uh, start a counter attack. And I know Roger said earlier on the show that. You know, Jim Goodwin, he almost doubled down and says, no, I stand by that approach. I think if you got him in, in four walls privately, I think he would he would admit if he, if he had another crack tomorrow, he would change it. Roger, part of our problem, and we do it lots here, is we do sort of lump Celtic and Rangers together, understandably, but we, you know, if we're lumping them together here, are we maybe ignoring the fact that right now, just sitting in against Celtic maybe doesn't guarantee anything anyway. You know how how many teams have yeah, have got success that way recently? I, I, and a lot of it, you know, you can have a plan before the game, and that plan can go out the window. Can Callum McGregor scored the goal three minutes from the end? Had Callum McGregor scored the goal three minutes yeah. from the first whistle, then Aberdeen naturally would have changed and tactic. And Kyogo's sitter that we mentioned as well. Yeah, and they, and they would have pushed forward more, and it would have been a different game. Um, I think part of the reason Aberdeen kept sitting back was 
the plan was working to an extent because Celtic hadn't scored a goal. You know, if the, if the game changes and goals start going in and, and different things happen, then tactics change during the game. But Aberdeen would regard their tactic as a success for 87 minutes until Callum McGregor scored. Tomorrow night, Alfredo Morelos might score after 30 seconds and suddenly Aberdeen have got to come and play. Or... Bojan Miofsky might score after 30 seconds and it's a completely different game altogether I think even also when, when Jim Goodwin talks about how their main sort of focus going into the game was trying to nullify Celtic space in behind because that's what they look for Celtic still got in behind Aberdeen a fair few times regardless of how deep they were so it shows you know, regardless of what the blueprint is to try and beat the old firm or beat Celtic they can still punish you How difficult will it be for for Jim Goodwin? Because Rogers mentioned the criticism. Now, as managers, I'm sure they always talk about blocking out the noise and you know focusing on their own sort of game plan and not listening to external forces. If the range and try and word this carefully, because it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be a criticism of Rangers. But I think even the the biggest Rangers fans would admit this season they've not attacked quite as well as Celtic have this Mm -hmm. season. That's, That's not a controversial comment. What if Jim Goodwin is sitting tonight thinking? That same defensive performance tomorrow night Might be enough It wasn't quite enough It was not quite enough to keep Celtic out But it might be enough to keep Rangers out Mm. Does he go and do it again Or do you listen to the criticism And you know where's that How hard must that be for a manager For me that's why you're in the hot seat To make the big calls To make the big decisions And it's like I said earlier in the show the narrative changes depending on the result. If Aberdeen did see out that last five minutes that finished 0-0, I don't think Aberdeen fans would be too pleased, but I don't think it would be quite the same outrage. Uh, listen, going into the game, I do still fancy Rangers to win the game, regardless of what Aberdeen's approach is going to be. But it'll be interesting to see what his approach is. You're a Hearts player. Is it harder for Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen to deploy tactics like that than it is for, say, Livingston or Ross County? As, uh, because they've got bigger supporter bases, they're supposedly bigger clubs. They've got you know bigger histories, etc. D- does that make it tough for Aberdeen to play like that? I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think especially when Aberdeen's main focus is third position in the league. And listen, I was quite a big supporter of the fact that I, th- I thought Derek McKinney's sacking at Aberdeen was was very very harsh. When you look at his results, his, his consistency, and, and where Aberdeen were finishing the league. And the, the amount of Aberdeen calls, everything I heard was the style of play wasn't what we want to see. That's not what we want to watch. So, listen, I don't think they're going to be too happy with uh, what they watched the other night. But to answer your question, I completely agree. Mm, um, John, what do you think then? Do you think Aberdeen can have more success tomorrow night, depend, you know, regardless of what plan they implement? Yeah, definitely. But the old forum game at the start of the season, Rangers will get hammered because the Celtic basically overran them in that as well. When the possession uh, stats were quite high as well. So, as I said, do you, uh, do you, uh, Van Broncos come in for uh, heavy flyer after that game because Celtic overran them? Um, yeah, I mean, Roger, I'm not, the, the possession stats certainly wouldn't have been anywhere near um, what they were. Um, at the weekend there In fact I, I, don't even, I don't even think they were that high Believe it or not that day Despite the fact that um, There you are The 4-0 That Celtic won earlier in the season Rangers had more of the ball That, that day Not by much 55-45 apparently um, So I'm not sure about that That comparison But um, It is going to be fascinating for sure To find out what this balance looks like And I guess then Where, where Rangers are at Because Won the game Got three points Not Anywhere near perfect uh, What night was it? Thursday? I forget um, So going away to Pitaudry How do they 
fair because we're, we're focusing here on Aberdeen's part in it which is rare for us we've sort yeah. of overlooked Rangers yeah. part in it up until uh, now and listen it's a very valid point you wonder um, first half on Thursday Rangers did not look too clever um, and you know you listen post-match to Michael Beale and to Ryan Jack as well who spoke and I think it maybe just took a conversation in, in the home dressing room at half time just to calm everybody down and get them playing the way they needed to play and, and second half they were far superior and they deserved the win you wonder the confidence they'll get from that second half performance the confidence they'll get for Conor Goldson probably coming back into the team what's that goal you gave it as a goal on a weekend what's that goal done for Alfredo Morelos what has having Michael Beale back in the building done for Ryan Kent, for Glenn Kamara, for people like that? Um, and, you know, as this side, and what's really only the second game of a new era, if you like, under Michael Beale, is this side ready to go to Petaudry and dig out the kind of win that Celtic dug out in strange circumstances at the weekend? Uh, is that... First half on Thursday, Andy. Is that why you think that if there's any chance to to sort of I'm not saying rush Connor Goldson back, but if there's a couple of percent in it, you, you maybe take that that move to put him back in, maybe put off a bit by the defending on Thursday. It's difficult because you know he has what's that been three months, four months he, he's been out, and I think he's only had you know sort of a week's training. So I'd be more inclined to not rush him back if he's not ready. But you know. The medical team and, and, and Michael B will know his his physical status better than I will. But I, I do envisage he'll be in the team. I, I think he's just such a key player for Rangers. Uh, I think the introduction, the reintroduction, sorry, uh, Antonio Cholak will be big as well. Uh, so I fully expect him to play alongside Alfredo Morelos. You know, going in the game on uh, Thursday, I actually thought, you know, his end product still wasn't where it can be. But it's the liveliest I've seen Ryan Kent for a long, long time. Uh, and I touched on last week, a big thing, Michael Beale's message always is about players playing closer together, being close together, playing combination football. And I thought the, the third goal, Alfredo Morelos, is sort of uh, epitomised yeah. that. All right, thank you to John. It's 01419511025. I've got a very simple question for you on this. Michael Beale has been speaking today um, saying he meant no disrespect when he referenced Celtic as the other team. Last week, the Rangers boss says his comments were taken out of context. The other day, I used the term other team. Listen, you know, I'm new back into the country, lads. I didn't get where I am being disrespectful to anybody. I've got no, I was asked a question, you're nine points behind, and my answer was, well, we have to win and the other team has to lose some. That wasn't in any way disrespectful. I want to cut that short where that is. I've got no issue with, with naming the other team's names, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs, whoever it is. No way am I ever going to be disrespectful. That, that bit the other day, I don't like that because it's not what I am. So in that comment, that was a very innocent comment that's been taken too far. I have no, I'm, a, I'm a coach that respects to come back into this league because I enjoy it. I think there's very good managers in this league. I think, as I said, no one in this league gets to buy a ready-made player. Everybody, everybody in this league has to have a development plan. I think what Ange Postacoglu has done in his time is very impressive. It's important now we get back on the journey that I had here previously with Stephen and, and we become impressive again as well. What do you make of that? Do you care? Do, do we care about those things still? Do we get worked up about them? Let me know. 01419511025 and we'll hear your answer next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Time for Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday to team up and tackle the full-time teaser now. If you listen regularly, you will know these two are anoraks, saddles, football geeks. So they tend to do quite well and the questions need to be tough. But 
I think you'll scoosh this one. I don't like that. No, but I think I think you you do you do these methodically because some of the other pundits just throw about a million names at me and hope that they stick. Where you two almost pride yourself on not getting any incorrect answers. So I still think this could work. Thank you to Stephen uh, for emailing it to fulltime at Clyde1.com. Since the 2005-06 season, nine non-British players have scored for Rangers at Pataudry in a league match. Can you name them? So since 05-06, nine non-British players have scored for Rangers at Pataudry in a league match. Can you name them? I'll take a guess each to kick us off. Dado Pozzo. <laughs> well done. Because this is what I mean. Like Sometimes if I was in your shoes... I'd just be making calculated guesses, right? But you can fit. You can actually remember every he one of these. He was always good against Aberdeen as well. Dado Purcell, two thousand and five. Roger. Horrible wet Sunday afternoon. Ugh, wasn't it? Right, you two. Enough. Um, Petardre. Since oh five, that's a good question. Non Brits. Same nation. I'll tee you up, Roger. Go for I, it. I think I might remember uh-huh. this one. No, no, Nikita Jelovic. Well done. Very, right, okay, we'll good. leave it there. You two are going to, well, especially Andy is going to. Sorry, how many? Nine. Scoosh this. Nine. Uh, and just like Stephen did tonight, if you think you can come up with a question, listen, some of you must have some time off work over the next couple of weeks. You don't want to be getting involved in packing up the cardboard boxes or whatever. Why not get the feet up, think of a question, and email it to me full time at clyde1.com, and I will try and. Get it used on the show. Let's bring in Alec in Airdrie. Alec, what's your point tonight? Yeah, I've just been listening to some of the comments around uh, or surrounding uh, the comment, the, the, the statement that Michael Beale is supposed to have made about the other team. I, I'm really disappointed that he feels the need so early in his Rangers managerial career that he feels the need to explain what that means. I mean, the other team, that could mean anything. I mean, people are clearly assuming that he's having a dig at Celtic, but that, the other team could be, refer to any one of the other teams in the Premiership. And I'm really disappointed that he feels the need as a Rangers manager to explain. I mean, he did, he, but he did mean Celtic on this occasion, didn't he? I, I'm not saying I care either way, Alec, but if you're saying he, he could have been talking about any other team, when he said it, he was talking about Celtic. Was it not about a question about who was top of the league and, or the, the points gap or something? Well, you know, he made a statement. The other, well, they are the other team. I mean, how, how else is he going to describe them? Again, this is tough, Alec, because I, I honestly, I must admit, I don't really care, but you know how else he could describe them. <laughs> the name. I just feel very disappointed that a Rangers manager feels the need to explain. I mean, people are obviously going to jump on the statement, the other team. Well, of course they are the other team. They've always been the other team. So why should he describe them as anything else? See, this is the thing, Roger. I tried to make that quite clear. I don't care. This stuff doesn't really float my boat. But he obviously could have also called him Celtic Just to I feel like Whilst there's a middle ground Alec is maybe quite far In well, the, the other direction Welcome back To Glasgow football To Michael mm, Beale That's what Alec's Ma- Complaint is the way Why Ma- does why does he Michael need to Beale, clarify it As Andy Halliday will tell you Can set up A lovely training session He can Pick a team To beat Hibernian On a Thursday night 
You can take a team up to Petodre on a Tuesday and Dingwall on a Friday and organise it all and possibly take more points. But as he goes on in his career as Rangers manager, just as valuable to him will be learning mm-hmm. the little lessons. And this is the first little lesson that Michael Beale has had to learn. The importance of picking your words very carefully when speaking about other clubs, other teams, other players, because should you here, should you need to pick them that carefully? I well, think is Alex's question. You were saying to Alex there that it didn't really bother you too much. You're in a minority because it will bother <laughs> all of the Rangers fans. And all of the Celtic. Well, that's the point. I, that's why it's the, the beauty for me is to sit back and, and watch some of this stuff unfold. Um, Andy, what do you think? I mean, that's just it for me. I think listening to the interview myself didn't really notice it whatsoever. But can sometimes be that bit of point scoring between fans, Rangers fans, even Celtic fans, a bit of dig because he never mentioned their name and, and, and so on and so forth. But like, I don't see anything wrong with the fact that he wanted to clarify his comments. Uh, made it quite clear there was no. No, no harmful intent, no disrespect in, intended, so I don't see anything wrong with that. Here's the next part, Roger, which is just to, to add another layer to this madness um, without dishing out media advice, because you, you, you'll know this more than anyone. This is where it must be tough for a manager, because Michael Beale feels wronged, if you like, and he wants to clarify it. That also possibly makes it a bigger deal than it was, because... Had Mike, this, if Michael Beale doesn't issue this clarification, we're not talking no, about it tonight. Do you know what I mean I've, by that? I've no problem with the clarification. Oh, you wouldn't know because you've got the newspapers yeah, to sell. He, he obviously feels that the reaction of what he said is an overreaction mm-hmm. and he wants to set the record straight. And well, he's done that. Listen, well, I, I get that, but I, I'm talking Beale about how, how, so. how complex this actually is here because you're right. I, I, I get a human beings want to clarify something that they've said, but to revisit what I mentioned earlier, we wouldn't have spoken about it tonight. We 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 had forgotten about it, and now it comes up again. So it's like even when you're trying to do good, even when you're trying to just clarify things and clear them up, it actually brings the issue to the fore again. So it's that must be a tough balance so, for an old firm manager. Like to Roger find. just says though, we forgot about it, but as the majority oh, forgot okay. about it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well. I like he says <laughs> How can you win You're talking about Jim Goodwin I think it's very similar With Michael Beale in this instance So that's it I don't think there's anything wrong With clarifying what he meant And Will he use Celtic's name From now on Do you think Alec? Well I've just listened to the, the comments that the boys Have made there I mean Your producer I didn't hear this comment But your producer uh, Mentioned something about The other teams The other team's manager Saying something about He doesn't care about uh, Rangers new manager he's more interested in getting his dinner or something like that I mean the, 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 these these comments are throwaway comments why should you jump on what a manager says and why should the manager feel the need to clarify uh, the meaning of I mean that, that comment that the other team's manager meant to me was disingenuous I mean definitely why wasn't he pulled up and asked to explain what he meant? So are you bothered by that or are you not? What I'm bothered about is the fact that our manager felt the need to explain, mm. you know, a, 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 com- a throwaway comment like the other team. Just out of curiosity, I've noticed a bit of a theme throughout this call. Do you say the word Celtic ever, Alec? 
I say the word Celtic all the right, time. That's fine. You, it's just you kept saying they were the other team as well, and I wasn't sure if it was deliberate or not. And now I'm nearly at the headache stage, Roger Hanna. It doesn't take me long when it gets to this type of uh, debate. Is this similar to Ange Postacoglu's I care more about my dinner or whatever it was comment? Is this just par for the course here? Well, long may they continue because they help fill the broadcasting <laughs> minutes on Super Scoreboard. They help fill my pages in the Scottish Sun. And it's all what they describe in Scottish football as good knockabout stuff, Gordon. Mm. I didn't know what we waited till half past seven to get stuck into this tonight. I think we were doing we were doing just fine. Whinging about team style of play and <laughs> who they raise their game against <laughs> and who they don't. We'll find something else. Uh, thank you, Alec. It was nice to hear from you. That was Alec. In Airdrie 01419511025 You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB I've had a tweet in uh, From Miofsky Magic You can just imagine Who Miofsky Magic supports I think he was a bit upset At the previous caller He says Total nonsense Why have we finished third For the last decade Bar a couple of years If we only play four games a season We hadn't beaten Rangers For nearly 20 years Before we beat them At Ibrox Says Miofsky Magic So a bit of defence there uh, For Aberdeen uh, you look at the recent record Roger I mentioned it at the weekend Aberdeen have drawn Twice against Celtic In the not too Distant past At Pataudry And every other game Has been won By the one goal So Really? Yeah I'd never have so said that. that That's the thing Although it doesn't look Brilliant If this is a Celtic team That tends to Beat teams And beat them comfortably And you On the scoreboard Are semi-consistently Running them that close is that not alright? Or again, does this go back to your your Aberdeen, your Hearts, your not Ross County or St Johnson? Is that, yeah. is that the difference? I can't really remember the, the instances you were talking about, but I'm actually surprised about, about that stat. Because I, you know, I used to say all the time that I felt like Tom mm-hmm. Rod- I, I, I would always see Tom Rogers going against Aberdeen, mm-hmm. so you just have these oh, sort of flashback memories of the games. I think once you go back a couple of more seasons, yeah, then, then, more. then maybe you do you do stumble into that. I was talking more of the sort of immediate past. Um, but, uh, I said it earlier and I'll say it again I, I think if Jim Goodwin was setting his team up against Celtic at Putodja next week I don't think he sets his team up with that again and I know I know Roger said earlier he doubled down in, in the press and, and that's not because he, he doesn't respect Celtic and their strengths I just think you know, watching back mm-hmm. the game I think he would expect more for his, his cell yeah. and his team uh, So it's, a, it's the last five visits of either two draws and three defeats but the three defeats have all one been goal. one goal um, but you're right once you go back before that there's a 4-0 and a 3-0 and uh, and so on And Tom Rodgick's going Everyone ah, Probably See so he's found these Shooting boots now For West Brom Very I good watched goal. the game actually And did they not He set up either one or two At the weekend as well I, I, w- like... I watched the game When he came on He, he did completely change the game For West Brom um, So it's feel like quite strange That he's playing there I don't know why Just I, the way I, he left Celtic I, As if yeah. he was going to either Go somewhere Geographically Drastically different Or Get a decent move In West Brom yeah. English Championship no offence anyway Even more so I'm surprised how well West Brom are languishing In the mm. championship just now Because they're in the relegation Winning run four, four straight wins Five straight wins I think Four now Yeah See this is the show that does it all We're about to talk about Lionel Messi We're talking about oh. West Brom We gave away a Merc And we've been questioning Whether you do or do not Use the word Celtic It really has been a, a varied show tonight So how are you faring on this teaser We're looking for uh, On the subject of Pataudry Since 2005 did I say uh, yeah, 2005-6 Nine non-British players have scored for Rangers In a league game at Pataudry You've got Purcell, you've got Jelovic hey. Other countries are available Morelos Yeah, yep. well done Did it a couple of times Peter Lovenkrantz Peter Lovenkrantz Oh, 
Okay, one more guess. Uh, Nacho Novo. Well done, Nacho Novo. Why don't we talk World Cup? Why don't we finish off with a bit of that? Let's do it. Get your thoughts in next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hannes here. Andy Halliday, he's still sort of here, but he's you got caught short there. You didn't think the break was ending. You were quickly uh, trying to order, order your Chinese. Now, see, the thing is, that, that, see, he's more interested in his dinner than he is in the Rangers manager. Is that allowed? Robbie Nielsen, does he. Have we just exposed you, or is it all right on a Monday oh, no, night? Monday night, right? day off tomorrow. Oh, oh, right, okay. Aye. So usually I have it on a Sunday, as you know, and I always bring you in the spare sweets that I don't you eat do. for for the Monday. So that, I never had it yesterday because we're training today. How do you know he wasn't messaging one of West End's leading salad bars? I think that's unlikely. Um, but that is true. This is he's, he's quite a serious athlete at some time. So every Monday, whatever nonsense sweets that he's had over the weekend that he then doesn't eat on the Monday yep. I get them because I'm not an athlete in case you hadn't noticed so mm. works out pretty well Calgary Sunday I call it it's a good name I you'll, quite like you, it you'll need to tell me how much did the Ellen Wilson eat in here on Saturday there was a lot of pizza consumed and cookies it was the, it was the way that DL was going like he would go a slice of pizza, then a cookie, but then back to more pizza, and then back. To, you know, I thought that was weird, rather mm-hmm. than just having like dessert at the end. Um, but I mean, it's, some of the questions that come in when you guys are on, I'm going to call this guy Rab in case he's trying to keep this, you know, a bit under wraps. He says, "Is there any chance of asking Andy Haldy what clinic in Turkey he got his hair transplant? Man needs to get one next year." Cheers in advance. Longevita. I didn't think he was going to answer. That's, a free, that's a free plug. Is it? Oh, that's a hair plug. <laughs> Absolutely are Rab enjoy it Send us a picture When you get it done Will you uh, Right Code Andy For 10% off of <laughs> uh, You've been You've been hanging around With your partner too much I think exactly. Charles is in Kilmarnock How's it going Charles uh, How are you doing mate Not bad What's your point tonight Hey I just thought I'd talk about The World Cup last night Go on then Like The, the fact that Messi finally won That World Cup Like uh, I wanted to know What you thought about it Because it, Obviously, in my eyes, I couldn't have thought a mere deserving player that's ever won anything in football. Do you know what I mean? And did you feel like inv- emotionally invested in the game, Charles? I, I mean, I did. I like, like I say, I've always been. I've never been a Messi Ronaldo type of guy, but uh, you know, I, I, I feel like Messi is. That last night just felt like he had to win it, and. Obviously, I don't know what you yeah. Andy, what do you think? As I touched on at the start of the show, for me, he's the greatest football player I've ever seen. Uh, and I think that one thing that's always been questioned over him is at the international stage. Uh, he's not really done it at, at Argentina. But obviously, that's the two big trophies he can win for Argentina. He's now won. But watching the game yesterday, I, I just felt so invested in it, knowing it's his last chance to win a World Cup. I cared more than I thought I would. I must yeah. admit. Yeah, you knew, you know all the eyes are on him. It's, it was basically the Messi final and then passing the torch to the next guy who looks as if it could be killing Mbappe and not only just obviously the way the, the, the story was written and he went and uh, and won the game Mbappe had to it messy too but in general it's probably the best definitely the best World Cup final I've ever, I, I've ever yeah. seen and, and in terms of finals it, it was right up there for yeah, me What about the, the messy point in particular that Charles makes Roger because you're a bit older than Andy and I let's be honest Well listen it's a generational thing, this greatest of all time. I'll, I'll go back to Hugh Keevan was speaking in the show on Saturday about Pelé. Uh, I don't remember him. Before my time, Hugh Keevan says he was the greatest 
whoever walked the earth He tells a story about his father shouting him in as a kid To watch the 1958 World Cup final When Pele at 17 exploded onto the scene He won it at 17, he won it at 21, he won it at 29 So for Hugh's generation, he will always be the greatest There's a, there's a middle generation who will tell you Maradona was the greatest for what he achieved with that Argentina side in 86 Basically won it single-handedly Certainly beat Peter Shelton single-handedly in the quarter-final So there's a generation who will tell you Maradona was the greatest But I think for this generation, Messi is the greatest For people of Andy's age, your age, mm. Messi is the greatest I think, you're being a, I think you're being too vague, right? Because there's a lot of people of your generation that still think Messi's the best Yeah, absolutely But I, I don't think you. I don't think there's a right and wrong answer to this That's what I'll say For many, many years, people would say Is it Messi or is it Ronaldo? I think yesterday probably won that mm-hmm. argument for Lionel Messi But is he greater than Maradona? Is he greater than Pele? Everybody will have their own opinion so the, Again, you've seen I'm not, I'm not This is not Don't d- worry Digging no, at you um, no, you, ha- you have seen more World Cup finals Than Andy oh, and no, I Oh no, no, that's the best Was it? Oh, yeah, same for me Can I just say. tell you There have been some Absolute stinkers Over the years In the World Cup finals That, you know the, the occasion just gets the better of players I'm thinking of the one when Zidane was sent off France, Italy, nil-nil mm. or whatever it was I was the 1-1 who went to yeah. penalties Not a great one 94 when it went to penalties This is the first time a World Cup final has ever gone to penalties And it's been a real thrilling game For 120 minutes before the penalty shooting A hat-trick on the losing side Incredible Or as Ali McCoy said The first hat-trick nah, for all good. three crossed the line yeah. Good line That's that point scoring you're talking about oh, really quite a good one, and, and You made a very good point touching in Mbappé there Andy Because for all that Messi won the World Cup There's a sort of torch being handed over now Because Messi at 35 That's his last World Cup Ronaldo at 37 Modric at 37 There was a lot of guys Basically saying farewell to the World Cup in Qatar There's now going to be a new generation Coming through for the next World Cup In North America in four years time And Mbappé will still only be 27 And what about Messi as well though Saying I I assumed they would just call it a day Messi wants to play for Argentina as a world Mm. champion I know Do you know what though In the way I I didn't I wanted him to just Did you? Just chuck it at the top And after you've done it now But listen you've got to respect that he's still playing uh, and he wants to play as a, as a world champion for Argentina but talk about passing the torch and that Ronaldo-Messi era that debate that we've always had I tell you what I know who the next two is that we're going to be debating over and that's Mbappe and Erling Haaland because they are the next two that are going to be talked about for the next 10-15 years Messi won everything in the game except beat the pundit exactly maybe one day if he's listening uh, thank you to Charles I'm pleased we got that call Charles it was nice to Set that up because I think it is clearly not usually something we would do But it's the only thing everyone woke up with on their mind this morning uh, Let's bring in Davy and see what he made of it Davy, Hi panel, how you doing? Um, I'm 54 years of age um, And I remember vividly, my first World Cup vividly was 1978 Mario Kempes And my young brother who's two years younger than me Donned Mario Kempes and his Argentina strip But I was always a Brazil fan and and I, I, I shed a tear in the 1982 World Cup when Italy beat Brazil. I was heartbroken. And then um, what I meant to say is uh, I seen Maradona when he was 17 years of age in uh, 1979 against Scotland at Hamden. And he, he lit the place up. And I thought he was the best ever. But uh, I've got to say Messi, in, in my opinion, is the best ever, without a doubt. And uh, last night's final... It was very emotional, and and obviously I'm a Scotsman, but 
I mean, I just willed Messi to win and it was a great final. One of the best I've ever seen, without a doubt. So you're the perfect demographic, Davy. You're who I was talking about because you're not only of this generation. Uh, you're not only, sorry, yeah, you're not only of this generation like Andy and myself. Um, you've seen Maradona, but you do think Messi surpassed that. Why? He's longevity. Uh, everything he's done in the game. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a different game when Maradona played. They get kicked off the park. Um, um, and obviously, these off field issues, but I just think for longevity and for what Messi's done in the game, and everybody, I mean, everybody must have been willing Messi to, to, to lift that World Cup last night, and I was one of them. As I said, I was always a Brazilian uh, fan, you know, Socrates, Rivellino, Zico, all that stuff, but uh, Messi, without a doubt, in my lifetime, has been the best ever player I've ever seen. Again, Roger, I think. That's a really important word that Davey mentions It's is longevity It's one thing Climbing the mountain But managing to stay there for all that time I mean, this, everyone keeps publishing the stats today You've what, ten, Liga, 10 La Ligas, 4 Champions League 7 Ballon d'Ors A Copa America and a World Cup However I've always felt that It, it had to be about more than that See when you're asked to judge a player Call me a romantic right But see when you're talking about a player And, and how, how good or bad they are Is it not just about What your eyes tell you Is it not just about that sort of emotion That they invoke yeah. within you Because the problem for me With the debate yesterday So what Messi can now be considered the greatest ever Because they won a penalty shootout But if they lost the penalty shootout Then he's not the greatest ever yeah. The guy's played over a thousand games So I was never fully comfortable With the notion that it all hinges On winning a World Cup Without stating the obvious, that's a team achievement. We're talking about individual praise here, so I'm not sure how much, why, why are we giving so much weight to a penalty shootout one way or the other? And Andy touched upon it the other. The next two superstars of the game will be Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland. Exactly, and Haaland uh, isn't going to win a World uh, Cup. Erling Haaland may not play in a World Cup. Uh, you know, for this Norwegian team. So does that put him? Does that make him a worse player than Mbappe? Of course, it doesn't. Uh, it is interesting Listen the, Messi Is One of The best players Ever to grace this game And for a generation And maybe a generation and a half He is the best To grace this game And he finally got The Cherry On top of the icing mm. On top of the cake yesterday See I think it's a bit different Maybe Right maybe it's a wee bit different Andy But as an example See when I ask you Who's the best player you played with you don't go and start rhyming off their CV to me You don't mm. screenshot their Wikipedia To show what trophies they've won You just think about what your eyes told you yeah. And who was the best So this is why I'm not the, the, the trophy counting When that, Like I say, when that's a when that's team achievements Versus individual brilliance I've never been sure as to, to why nah, we do that so much I'm with you I judge it on what my eyes is watching and And I feel so lucky to have watched Basically his full career because, like I said, the best I've ever watched. But I do think that's been a big part of the argument, especially when it comes to the Messi and, uh, and the Ronaldo. And it's Ronaldo's won the Euros with Portugal and he's went to other leagues and done it in other leagues. And, and that's another one that I've I, I've never liked because he's came through the academy at Barcelona, one of the biggest clubs in the world. He's not just going to go and leave to try and win trophies elsewhere when he was so successful in a, uh, at that football club and get such a affiliation with them. But uh, like I said, so invested in the game yesterday, just absolutely delighted he went and done it. But... No having Sergio Aguero Being on the pitch For a full strip That can't happen uh, That was outrageous <laughs> Even John Terry's embarrassed for him Roger he's been tweeting Saying he should have At least stuck his yeah, shin pads on I, I need to ask That win yesterday How much has that added To the value of Cammy Devlin's shirt? A lot 
What's the latest that was on the that? chat of the, the dressing room this morning? Was it? And what's what's been said? Uh, do you want to hear the best part about it? So Robert Snodgrass has got a friend who's a shirt collector. He's one of them where he gets Mayweather over to do promotions uh-huh. and sign what, what uh, uh, stuff and whatnot. So he actually said, do "You know what, Kim? I'm going to ask him for you." So he messaged the guy saying, "How much is a strip worth?" The guy said, ten grand." Behave. Embarrassing. Got to be more now. Oh, but, no, a lot more now. Oh, where is it? Where did he say Cammy said it was? Is, is it locked up somewhere? I, I don't. I, I've not asked him. I uh, think he said I think that somebody did ask him. Yeah, and he yeah. says it's not oh, in his house or something. I'll but bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for, in a Swiss bank. For, for me, you, you keep at ten, fifteen years, and if that goes to an auction, I, I'm saying I honestly think it's seven figures. Some game as well, wasn't it, Davy? Oh, brilliant! Uh, I mean, I mean, all the emotions. I mean, but just, just, just for Messi, I just thought that was it. That 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 just topped it all. And uh, aye, brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely. Great note to finish it on, Davy. I think something we can all agree on. We tend to fall out over most things, but what a night. What a game it was. Absolutely incredible. I think everyone was quite invested in it, as Davy said. So we'll leave it there with Davy and Parkhead. Finish off, though. Let's see if you two can round off this teaser. I think you're about to scoosh it without getting any incorrect, which will be magnificent. Mm. Since 2005 oh. 6, nine non British players have scored for Rangers in a league game. Petodri, can you name them? You've got Lovin Krantz, Perso, Jelovic, Morelos, and Novo. Uh, no, I, to be honest with you, I'm, I've got one. Okay, I've got one really good shout, and then the rest I don't want to just fling away okay. comments. Well, you're going to have to because we're out of time. Lee Bosionko, outstanding. Well done, Roger. Are you leaving this to your learned friend? No, no, Dashville. No, does Joe nationalities count? Joe Dodo. Yes. Mm, there we go I think he did choose to play for Ghana Thomas Buffel Nope Andy It's it's down to the guessing now I'm going to go Daniel Kuzan Ridiculous You've left out two very recent ones Kamaru I knew that was going to be the case Aribo No What's the one that always features in the non-British players Despite the fact that he was born here Scott Arfield You said that earlier as well Yeah I can't remember that goal And the most recent the most recent one you've not got Fashion Sakala no Bona Barisic no Kamara no hasn't played in a while but he's still there Paul Polander just signed yeah Yanis Hadji (sighs) well done thank you guys we are back tomorrow at 6 with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL and Callum Gallagher is up next